This is Unwired, a podcast from Europe to Europe, talking about tech, people, and their stories. Hey guys, welcome back. It's the new year, and this is Unwired. Hello. Um, happy New Year, firstly, first and foremost. Um, how have you been, Max? Any, any news? Anything no, you would just, share? <laughs> just enjoying the beautiful cold winter weather uh, beautiful cold winter lockdown yes oh yeah there's <laughs> so much snow in munich today um it's awesome yeah it's kind of funny <laughs> the, uh, tons of snowmen i saw today on a walk <laughs> <laughs> all right today uh we have a new topic of course uh with us um this is kind of an exception because this one i prepared mostly alone um, even though I'm sure uh, you know mostly all about this, Max, because it's why you should use a password manager. All right. So maybe you've heard of this or somebody has told you before that you should use a password manager and you ignored them. You mean the sticky and notes, which you write something down and put on the screen, <laughs> exactly. right? And, and put them on a, a sticky note on your monitor. <laughs> Super <laughs> secure. Um no, actually, um, we will talk about uh, why a password manager is a good idea, uh, which which ones are out there, uh, which I think there are a lot, but there's like four or five uh, very popular ones. And then we're also going to talk about what kind of attacks you're going to be vulnerable to if you don't use it or if you suffer from the, quest, uh, the kind of the... Um, the problems that a password man password manage manager tries to attack all right so why you should use one well it's because if you don't you probably like i had before i used one you have used the same password multiple times even that is if you even have more than one password <laughs> and if you <laughs> if you weren't smart enough to to get a password that works everywhere um and the password that you used is likely not a very good password too so th there's it's two problems that are being attacked by the password managers firstly um it enables you to not use the same password everywhere and secondly to use passwords that are secure. Yep. And then there's and a bunch of extra features like security reviews and it helps you um, automatically change passwords and stuff like that if you want. But firstly, let's talk about the two problems, right? And so, you also should not forget that um, if your password is a major part, is the same, but you just exchange some numbers, let's say, uh, which is I think the most common pattern, it's yeah, most not often a good still idea counted as the same password. Yes. Okay, so why is using the password multiple times a problem? Um, well, access to your accounts is in most um, sites that you that you have an account with is granted to anyone with exactly two things, right? Your email address and your password. Um, exceptions to this are there's, pass, uh, there's sites with uh, multi-factor authentication, uh, which like send you an email or a, an SMS or whatever. And there's sites who use their own, or force you to use their own usernames, but that's not that common. So mostly it's the email address and the password. So you're probably thinking, 
well, nobody knows my password. It's always the same, but nobody knows it. And also nobody knows my email address, right? So data leaks and hacks are pretty common. <laughs> Except and the 5,000 websites you have registered up front. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which <And> sometimes <laughs> are maybe not that uh, safe and secure. Right. So your email is saved in like hundreds of sites, right? And... Um, you probably, most people have an email address, most people have multiple ones, but they have a main one and it's usually usually pretty old too. Uh, mine is like, I don't know, 15 years old or something. Um, so what you might not know is that hackers and people who leak data or get data in some kind of way out from, from a major site or even a small site, um, these hackers often publish that stolen data with uh, things like pastes, uh, which uh, most commonly the site that is used is Pastebin. Um, it's, you can imagine it like a, you get a very unguessable, very long link for something that you can send around and it's basically an open text document, but it's totally anonymous. So it's a great way to share a document with someone very quickly um, these things some kind sometimes expire but they don't need to be uh, so it's basically a way for hackers to distribute these giant text documents with email addresses and sometimes passwords um, with the internet basically so what you probably don't think but it's definitely a fact for most of us is that your email address is likely already out there so somebody probably has it um, because hackers don't even have to break a site but they can also just use phishing to get your go-to password directly from you which is uh, of course sending you an email that looks like something you know maybe uh, i don't know fake facebook uh, page that asks you for a uh, email address and password and then does nothing and then you maybe even um, notice that it's not the right Facebook but nothing happens nobody steals any money from you yet because that's what it's used for it's just to get that combination and that data to use it later on yeah. um, to use <clears throat> it on if it is, all sites basically <laughs> or if it is really well made you even do not recognize that you were on a fake pro, uh, page. So yeah. they just and copy paste your password and redirect yeah. you directly to the right page. So you exactly. like, yeah. maybe wonder why this page loads twice, but then get locked in or something like this. Yeah. And there's crazy well-made phishing attacks. Like I, I got an um, email once from Apple, um, which the sender address was also uh, at apple.com. But the A was actually a Cyrillic letter that just looks like an A, but it's not actually an A. And these are the kinds of things that are, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting and it's also a little bit impressive, but <laughs> uh, nevertheless, a risk for you. So there's a nice tool actually out there, which is uh, the website haveibeenpawned.com. <laughs> I will link it in the show notes, which um, is kind of a, tool to fight back right it shows you for a specific email address you enter it shows you where 
that email address has been in in which leaks from websites or um, in which pastes out there on the internet so it's a nice way to find out how <laughs> how distributed your email address is <laughs> one thing up front don't get scared most don't likely get scared, your right. email just end up somewhere already there was a major company breaks like from uh, sony media or uh, dropbox <laughs> dropbox uh, where hundreds of millions of email addresses and sometimes passwords um leaked out to the internet yeah. most of the time it's just the email address though but it still leads to the fact that um the point that i'm making is that everything is very well distributed right so we try to ask the question why is it bad to use a password multiple times it's super easy <laughs> the answer is if you're using the same password everywhere th it means if you're hacked anywhere you're hacked everywhere right so you're betting betting everything on one horse in a way um so you're just increasing your risk um 10 20 whatever many accounts you have fold <laughs> so that's the first one right why is it bad to use a password multiple times second one why are we uh, why are weak passwords bad right so um I mean, it's pretty obvious. First one is that someone you know could guess the password or even someone you don't know if it's a really stupid password. And then it opens you up to two specific attacks. Um, one is actually a variant of the other one, but uh, the first one would be the brute force attack. Now, what does that mean? It's uh, the dumbest and most easily to understand cyber attack there is, I think. <laughs> it's also still hard to pull off because you need a lot of resources. But um, what it is, is basically you just try a whole bunch of passwords, right? So if I get your email address from some way on the internet, I just get it. Um, and I know you have an account on Dropbox, for example, I could just throw i don't know maybe the most used a hundred thousand passwords just throw them on there try all of them by using an automated machine right just using a bot or multiple bots even and that is it sounds super dumb but it's super effective <laughs> because like you, you probably have heard before the most used password on the internet is one two three four five six which is sad but uh, or but or it might no, even no be one password would guess it. <laughs> it might even just be the word password i don't know it's, it's stuff like that so you can use these pastes right to just send the most used hundred thousand even a million passwords around and if yours is on that it's bad or also bad uh, use uh, if you use password uh, passwords with words that appear in a dictionary also terrible because mm -hmm. also easily automated right and while it takes resources it's often done and often with success and then there's the um, second one which is like I said, a kind of brute force attack, but it works the other way around. Because um, what sites have done to prevent brute forcing is to just make it super slow, right? So 
what you do is for a specific account, you just log the um, login attempts. And then you have seen this before, probably even with like super old uh, phones. It's like that to if you uh, want to uh, unlock the SIM card and then you have a few tries and then sometimes it tells you like um, you have to wait five minutes to try again because you've tried it three times and it was wrong three three times um, and this kind of this new attack is meant to go around this right so you use a smaller number of passwords of your password list and then you just throw like 10 passwords maybe on each account but you have a huge database of addresses and then you just use the most common 10 passwords likely one two three four five six it's going to be in there and you use these 10 passwords on like a whole bunch of email addresses and then sites can't even detect that and this attack is called password spraying i recently learned about it so <laughs> These are the things why you should, these are the reasons why you shouldn't use your passwords multiple times and use weak passwords that maybe uh, have words out of the dictionary in them or you just count up the number, um, stuff like that. Everything so, was quite generic or just yeah. fly around this is really worse. I think in, in addition to that, one other thing is in... Uh, this counts especially when you're, uh, let's say, quite open on social media, for example, um, that people could really easily guess your passwords, as we yes. actually said in the beginning. But, I mean, the more activity you have in the internet, like, I don't know, celebrating your dog's birthday yeah. and, uh, I don't know, he's called Bob yeah. and um, it's on the 25th of August or whatsoever. Um, this is most actually, likely, yeah. People this is actually just what happened guess with, it, right? yeah, this is what happened with that. Um, it was all over the media a few years ago with that huge uh, Apple iCloud hack, right? Which it wasn't a hack. No, it wasn't even Apple's fault at all. <laughs> it, I mean, it's just idiots. Um, um, the reason why the, the attack and how the attack was f uh, performed. Um, or it was actually multiple attacks over a period of time, um, are the reason why there's no more security questions, in at least in good sites. Apple doesn't do them anymore, at least not just the security questions, and then you get the password, right? Mm. So um, what happens was, like Max said, things like your dog's birthday and stuff like that are accessible by the public if you're a very public figure right so if you're i don't know taylor swift i i think she wasn't even a part of that hack but even better <laughs> so let's say there's a public figure out there who has all kinds of information on social media influencers uh, are a major target for this and you have your site like apple did secured by if you get if you forget your password, you just have three security questions, right? And then most of the time, you can't even write down your own questions. It's like eight to 10 predefined questions. And what happened with the iCloud hack was that people just knew that information and could just 
enter that information for the security questions and then just retrieve the password and do whatever they wanted with the account. <laughs> All right, so just short, uh, yeah, short story about the Apple iCloud hack. <laughs> and Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift, <laughs> <laughs> who I think wasn't even part about the, uh, of this attack at all. <laughs> Not sure about this, though. Um, so let's go back to the password managers, right? So what do they do? How do they, how do they help? Uh, I mean, they save all of your passwords, right? And then you can access their database of passwords with just one password that better be very secure. <laughs> and long and with numbers and uh, special characters and all that stuff. And then you also can secure it by uh, two-factor authentication. So um, there's another layer which makes this so much more secure than anything else. I think you need and just to add one thing about the two-factor authentication, it. which potentially not is well familiar for everyone. If you activate two-factor authentication, it can be that you get sent an SMS with a number or you have a specific app for it to generate every 60 seconds a new code which you need to enter additionally. Um, right. And there are ways more like some send emails and whatsoever. But the point yeah. here is really that it's a it's a second factor. First, yeah. you enter your username or email address together with a password. And in the second step, the second factor, you somehow get on a different way. Right. Could be SMS, could be um, email address, so an actual email that's sent to you as well. And some sites even force you to, right? For example, Absolutely. Apple does now, and it was also, I think, in response to that iCloud hack, that it was forced, everyone was forced to use two-factor authentication. But, Leonard. Right. Some people will now ask, okay, cool, if I throw all my passwords yes. in one big box and lock it with one lock, yeah. isn't it even more dangerous? Exactly, because it sounds like this would be um, setting all the money on one horse, right? Uh, which, like we talked before, it isn't really. I'm going to talk about why uh, later on, but mostly um, setting every all of your money on one horse and increasing the risk, that's exactly what using the same password multiple times is. And of course, there's a risk that somebody could break into that um, password manager database and then would have all your passwords, right? That's the, the horror scenario. But there's a few facts that uh, kind of remediate this. First of all, these companies that give you this, this service, right? You pay them for it. They have the resources. They have the most advanced um, security uh, that you can have on this planet, right? Because that's exactly what they do all day, right? They're specialized in keeping your data safe. And I will bet you that out of all the sites where you have your password and your email address, and then the same password, uh, that out of all the sites where you have accounts, most of those sites, security isn't really their core competency, right? But for the password manager companies, it definitely is. And there's more stuff in 
your contract that you basically have with them, which is also that they are um, forced to tell you if there is a hack. So if it should happen, you could even, you could at least um, protect your accounts in another way, right? Because you, you're not handing them over. You still have the way to change your passwords and not tell them about it. <laughs> um, so this is one of the reasons. And then secondly, um, you just use one secure password for these that you don't use anywhere else. And you have that two-factor authentication, which is a huge deal in security as well. And this is why it's a better idea than not using it at all and having the same password multiple times. <laughs> Does that answer, answer the question? What do you think, Max? Any other points that I missed? Uh, so I think what you also could mention is that they track you a little bit. Means that if you're right, yeah, if you access the password manager from let's say uh, at five o'clock in Berlin, Germany, and at five thirty in Beijing, China, then they will say like, uh, "Hey, yeah. there's something suspicious going on because." except you haven't invented something new, you can't be so fast from one point to the other point. Right. Um, and we'll ask not just additionally is two-factor authentication, but most likely they will send also an email like, hey, there's something going on um, which we do not understand because yeah. it's somewhere else at some other planet with some other IP address or whatsoever. That happens to me a lot, by the way, because every time I use a VPN service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get yeah, the okay. idea. Th this is this is obviously a problem then. But uh, yeah. I mean, this nevertheless, um, this is one of the additional features you yeah. you can and should particularly count on. Um, at least it's better than um, store the yeah. passwords in some unprotected files on the computer, which I also have seen yeah. or a couple oh, of yes. times. It's or uh, a really folder at home, which yeah. can easily just burn. <laughs> um, yeah. So more features of these things, right? They um, are available for all devices that you can think of. Um, you have to take a look at the feature set of the individual program, of course, but there's things for desktop computers, then browser extensions, mobile apps, and on these mobile apps, you can usually use uh, the, your fingerprint or face detection to uh, secure this even further if you want. And then another important feature is that they can generate a secure random password for you, which I do all the time <laughs> oh, yeah. because uh, that's the whole point of this, right? You just generate a random uh, password. You can say, I want these amounts of characters, uh, I don't know, 16, and then I want numbers in there and special characters as well uh, but not these characters be because the site doesn't support it for some reason mm. and you can generate something random that will work with any site out there and it will be guaranteed that you have never used this password before and that it's absolutely unguessable and also not part of any dictionary out there or um commonly used password list <laughs> and what's also great on it is that it can generate really long random passwords uh, right some sites don't have a don't have a um, max value or a really high max value right 
Mm, yeah, I was going to tell a story that I found that a lot of websites actually have a maximum. Like, oh, please don't make it longer than 24 because we can't handle it. It's like, an end? <laughs> I want to use a super secure password for your service. Yeah. Uh, I have a, it was an old bank of mine, which I was not allowed to enter a password longer than eight figures. And I was right. Eight, like, eight is not hey, enough. <laughs> dear bank, um, I mean, this is, was at this point in time, my main bank account. And I was like, I would like to protect my money a little bit better. Also, I wanted to open there uh, for a yeah. um, and, and saving plan and so on. So I would expect over a while I store there a little bit more money. And their answer was like, yeah, no, it is enough because we have a two-factor authentication. <laughs> yeah, I'm not at this bank anymore. Um, I find it this is the most stupid answer um, to, to find out there. But nevertheless, uh, it's great that they generate really long passwords because this is often um, what I sometimes feel struggle about, like to when you are forced to write really long passwords that you just start adding something which you absolutely cannot remember. Also. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there's an auto-generated one which is long. This problem is definitely solved. Yeah, the auto-generator also helps you to not needing to think about the password, right? <laughs> what is also quite a great feature, um, obviously not every password manager has the same features. Um, yes. But some of them, for example, um, check your passwords and like how often right. you have used it, which is yeah, quite and, great. And they do like a security review and tell you, mm -hmm. you have the same password on this side and this side really change one. And um, some have both, really advanced, advanced uh, features on that, which uh, like have a, a one-click um, password reset, basically. So right. uh, for for many common websites, uh, I don't know, Facebook, Amazon, use it still. Facebook, probably. So if someone Google. used to Facebook and so on, and then you can just say like, okay, I want to rotate all my passwords, and then it's automatically goes through all the websites, randomly adds new new passwords, update your database. And the problem it. with this, by the way, is that it often doesn't work because the most common sites are also often the ones that force you to use two-factor authentication, which of course <laughs> then it doesn't work anymore, but then you probably also don't need it. So um, yeah, but that's a nice feature, right? So you can you can set the password manager to automatically re-rotate or even automatically change your password. Mm -hmm. um, they also do automatically log you in, right? So it's really easy to use them. Um, you just go on a site and they enter the password for you you don't even have to click login, which is, I mean, <laughs> it's a small feature, but it's nice. <laughs> but unfortunately, I deactivated this one because I found yeah. it quite, um, I mean, in the worst case, you can, can trick around this and get automatically paste your password somewhere where you maybe don't want to have it pasted. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, would be possible. Yeah. I, I still believe. <laughs> I, still I do have believe the they check the, the domain people, name and then it's fine. Yeah, but you still can can uh, yeah. mirror the servers and stuff like this. Yeah. So you theoretically can work around this stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's why I say, I, I think I still believe in, in the human side and that you see the website. And normally I found it really easy to see which sites are really suspicious. Um, <laughs> right. While the sites which are very well made, obviously you cannot 
really identify them anymore. But there's yeah. so many bullshit out there uh, with fake phishing sites and whatsoever. They just like, e even if you, I don't know, close one eye and the other one you uh, wear big sunglasses on, you're still able to identify that the site is bullshit. Right. Okay. Let's talk about the most commonly used password managers. Um, I can't really make a recommendation because I've only ever used one. Um, I'm satisfied with that one though, um, but I'm sure they don't differ too much. There is uh, the most commonly used, I think, are um, 1Password, LastPass, and Dashlane. And then there's KeyPass or KeyPassX, uh, which is a little different to the other ones because it's not cloud-based, right? So it saves everything in a file on your computer. Uh, it will be encrypted, so it's fine. Um, you could do, you do this if you don't want to trust even a company to, say, to save these password passwords for you. Uh, I think it's open source too, um, so extra secure. But of course, it's not exactly uh, the same level of convenience because you won't be able to use this on your phone unless you use that file and, I don't know, do the synchronization uh, <laughs> yourself, which sounds terrible. But um, then I think there's also no... No, I, I think they do have applications for the mobile um, operating systems. Yeah, so you could do this probably, but it will mean that you need to copy the file from one device to the to the other. I don't know every few days, every time you have a new account somewhere or a password change. And then uh, another one that uh, I often overlook is the Apple Keychain, right? Which has very basic features. But for everyone who uses, uh, who's like in the strong walled garden Apple ecosystem <laughs> and has only an iPhone and a MacBook, I don't know, um, it will come with it. It's not exactly as convenient though, but it works and it's free. Um, yeah, I mean, it supports you, you also. Pay with it, you pay for it with a device, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, but I mean, it stores also other information. So it's not just for storing yeah. uh, passwords for website, but also like um, different kinds of certificates for yeah. uh, show your trust authority and stuff like this. Yeah. If you if you click uh, save passwords in Safari, it automatically uses this tool. But uh, you can mm -hmm. use it for uh, generating random passwords and stuff like that as well. This is also maybe something to mention that the most browser, meanwhile, have a kind of password manager included. Yeah. Also, right. I, I need to say I haven't checked on their, I don't know, security level, strengthness of encryption, however you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I always deactivate it, obviously, because I also yes, use me password too, manager. But that has mostly to do with uh, the fact that, well, uh, this would really be another episode, but uh, <laughs> uh, I don't really tr uh, trust the tech giants with my passwords. <laughs> At least uh, those having a bad reputation and history <laughs> in terms of <laughs> privacy 
laws and you, you mean you like do that. not want to give the guys who own already your email address also your password <laughs> no i have my own email address but uh I'm, yes that's kind of the point <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh we are going to link the most commonly used ones and maybe list some more info on them in the show notes like everything else we've talked about and if you don't have any more things, Max, I think that's it. Short episode this time. Easing into the new year. <laughs> yeah, for, for a really fast start until we prepare our um, bigger topics, which we have discussed already about. Yeah. There's, which maybe I've given two or three episodes. I don't know. Yeah, there's a few big topics on the in, in the pipeline, like, <laughs> like you would say if you're a, an annoying consultant, like I am, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but oh one one thing just pops up right into my head uh because right. we were talking about the two-factor authentication before yeah um physical devices like a yubi key is also right. something which is really also really exist. great um, i have zero experience with that right i i have one or i got one for me um to protect the the, the handful of accounts which I assume are the most important ones. Does um, it work with the password manager? Yeah, easily. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. That's nice. Yeah. That's not the problem. And, so you uh, encrypt... I mean, so um, yeah. you, for example, the, the more funny thing with it is, for example, it also requires that you touch it. So it's not just like you plug it in, but you really need then to touch it also on a specific spot so that the certificate or whatever it has stored um, is then read by the login mechanism. Okay, so, that's freaky. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually, well, I, I mean, I like it. I just every now and then freak out when I don't find it in my, um, well. Yeah, box, I would lose that thing. Table. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely lose it. <laughs> so that, I think that's why I've never tried that out. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's a really good alternative for it. Or in addition, I would say. All right. I'm going to give you the task to put some info in the sh uh, show notes for hardware encryption keys. Is that the right category? Yes. I think so. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for this week. Guys, thanks for listening. Have a great time. Stay safe. Be Stay, stay tuned for the new episode and... Yeah, right. Stay safe. Wear a mask. See you. See you guys.